What's up, family? I'm Juan Castillo, and when I'm on social media, my favorite show to watch is the Don't Shoot the Messenger weekly podcast. Chris G, professional Sutton, Rucker Report delivers sports the way it's supposed to be, real and authentic. So get ready to be entertained. My boys are ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, the Rucker Report, a.k.a. Ready? But the greatest thing about sports is you play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me, X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And the Rucker Report. My family, what up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. Boom. Yes, it is that time again. Welcome yeah. to the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And this your boy, The Ruck Report, Jersey. Hey, Ruck, man, where you at, man? Where you think I'm at, man? I'm saying, boy, why you been on the screen, man? Listen, man, we had some technical difficulties oh, over man. here. Uh, it was some, it was some uh, residue of some, some of that stuff Chris had last night. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You mean some of that stuff that John had last night? <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Well, listen, you know, man. I just want to see my eyes. eyes. Okay. All right. Well, listen, everybody that's tuned in, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. Also, we want to thank our sponsor, 94.3 WY. The Rhythm WBC. of the City. Oh, you was a little delayed on go, that. Chris. The Rhythm you, of the City. Okay. All right. Hand bone. Chris and Ruck said that that they got something for you today, just to let you know. Oh, he oh he, he said that they got, yeah, early. Oh, he said that you in the bathroom, Ruck. <laughs> Stack. Stack, Sam, <laughs> so before we you know do anything, um, I do want to address Brooklyn. Okay, you know we're gonna talk oh, about boy. the AFC players, but I want to talk about the NBA because. That's something that it was on agenda last night. It's been on agenda for the past week or so. Now, with all that being said, man, is it time for the big three to break up or is it too premature, man? Rock, man, what you say, man? What you say? Okay, where he go? Rock, I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. All right. Nah, so... Listen, that's that's really too premature. I think it's only been a total of what three or four games. Um, they only had one game together, so very premature. But I listen, man. Handball was the one going crazy about what the offense is going to look like. I'm going to also jump on on my brother Chris's point last night. What is that defense going to look like? Because again. We saw what Colin Sexton and the boys in Cleveland did two games in a row to make both of those games really competitive. And that's what you're going to face, like Kyrie said, at the biggest stage. You're going to face those guys at the biggest stage that can really go. And can you stop somebody is going to be the question. Okay. Okay. Chris, um, I know that you mentioned last night, um, I don't know if it was you or Ruck, you're talking about some defense because uh, you no, know, that was me. Okay, because you know James Harden ain't playing defense, please. You know Kyrie, 
He don't even like nothing that got the word D in it because you know the way he look at the earth is just crazy. Um, but you, I mean, you know, with 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 that being said, do they have enough? You know, at this point, again, it's it's early, but you know, we like to talk about it. Do Brooklyn have enough to get to the promised land and to get past LeBron James and the Lakers? Okay. Well, well, look, I'll say this: they got enough firepower to uh, compete against anybody. That obviously, that's evident. Um, here's the problem though with a shootout. Yeah, if you gotta win by shootout every game, yo, you leave yourself no room for error. Mm-hmm. No room. Because I mean, if even if you look at if you look at the game that they had against Milwaukee before Kyrie got there, Milwaukee could have won that game. Yeah, they got they coming down the stretch, they had two good looks and they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the Cleveland game. I mean, listen, they were able to get back into the game being down big. I think they were down like 16, 17 at one point, and they were able to get back in the game because they got the offensive capability. Listen, you can't argue Brooklyn's offensive uh, firepower. That is undeniable. You know what I mean? The problem is Kyrie – I mean, first let me start with KD. KD, we saw KD play defense in uh, Golden State, so I know he's capable. He hasn't been as of yet this year. Now, maybe that could be because of the Achilles injury and, you know, uh, playing defense is more reactionary. And, you know, maybe he's just got to get his groove back into playing defense. I'm not worried about I'm not worried about Kevin from a defensive standpoint. James Harden, I mean, we saw what he did in Houston for years. He takes he takes plays off on defense. Kyrie is the most upsetting on defense, though. And I'll tell you why Kyrie is the most upsetting on defense. Kyrie. I don't think anybody would say that Kyrie can't play defense. He just refuses to play defense, which is even more infuriating. And like, I look at other guards in the league. Like, I, I take a, take a point guard like Steph, for instance. Everybody knows Steph can't play defense, but everybody knows Steph tries to play defense at least. You can't even get that effort from Kyrie. Like, so Kyrie is for sure a better defender than Steph Curry. But Steph Curry defends better than Kyrie just because Steph tries. And Kyrie refuses to try. I think that defense, Joe Harris, nobody worry about him checking anybody. And DeAndre Jordan, I think he's 33. I'm older than DeAndre. But he's too old. He just ain't on it no more. It's from a defensive standpoint. So you know you can get whatever you want against them. And if they have a night where the offense isn't elite, they're going to lose. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, Hambone said, uh, he said, Kyrie gets a hand up every time. Oh, listen. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Listen, I know that's your squad. I know that's your squad and you rolling with him. But come on. Come on, Hambo. Come on. You know Kyrie be on the ball with the defense. And again, again, Hambo, it's a difference between getting a hand up and it's a well, that's the thing, right? So let me say so let me say I let me say I agree. Let me say I agree with Kyrie getting his hand up. Kyrie can do a lot more than just getting his hand up. Kyrie has the capability on defense, if he wanted to, to really put the clamps on somebody. He is yes, that he athletically gifted, and he does not do it. He does not do it. Now, listen, I understand when you're an yes. offensive guy, you got to save a little bit. 
you gotta save a little bit for uh uh for office, but come on. Listen, don't be mad, don't be mad at my headset. Don't be mad at my headset because your boy don't check up. And he think the earth is flat. And he burning sage and, 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 and frankincense and myrrh every game to get his headspace right. Well, Ruck said he will be doing that today. Uh, hey, two fifty eight. Watch him out. Two fifty eight. Yo, shout out to M- MJ Reed, and that's what we—that's what we was talking about. Yo, defense is an effort thing. It's a—it's a one. It's a one-two thing. And and Kyrie and uh, the rest of them boys on Brooklyn are—they're basically going into the game saying, "Look, offensively, nobody can't see us. We just going to rely on this." And as much as I love Colin Saxton, and I love that young bull, mm. if Colin Saxton is eating you up. You got problems. Mm-hmm. You got problems. Huge issues. Huge issues. So, with that being said, what are they to do to solve these problems? Who do they need to come in and help them out to actually, you know, fix some of that problems? Because you know, look, some guys they play better. You know, they just defensive guys. Listen, they, they you know? but they depleted a lot of what they had in that trade mm. because you talking you talking about. With Chris's point in the defensive side of the ball, some of their their best defenders are gone now. You're talking mm-hmm. about Torian Prince, you're talking about Jared Allen. Say what you want about Jared Allen, he was a rim protector. Mm-hmm. And in this league and in this day, you need a rim protector, right? Sure. So what do they have? They're still waiting on Spencer Dinwiddie to come back. Um, like Chris said, Joe Harris, okay. And then there's a bunch of guys on that sideline, really. Who are they? Mm. They got one guy, what's his name, Cheezo, Chezo, whatever. He's he from the, the bodega in Brooklyn. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, we, we don't know what else is out there. But they're going to have – the thing is, the James Harden move actually put them in a position that they need to make more moves by the deadline to really solidify what that eight- or nine-man rotation is. Especially mm-hmm. with somebody like Spencer Dinwiddie hurt, especially losing Karis LeVert, especially with Jared Allen. Because again, like we talked about, and one of the things that Hambone had preached, these were the guys that have been on the team for the last four, five, six years that played together, that had the chemistry, that understood whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Hambone, whatever, man. We know this your team, first team SEC, yeah. First team SEC, what we called it back in the day, first team stop, stop one, two. They got the bread and the milk in the same aisle with the hot, with the flaming hot Cheetos and the gummy bears. Stop it. With all that being said, again, do they, they don't even, I mean, even if they were to get someone, let's just say, hey, you know, we're going to get someone to help us out. Do they even have the bread? And that's the thing. Do they even have the bread to make that happen? And I think, I mean, Anything past anything past one year minimums, I, I think. That, but you know what is a good deal that I think they should try to make now, um, and I think could answer some of their problems, especially with the style they want to play. You already made the deal with Houston. Go back to them and see if they want to get rid of PJ Tucker. You you get more you get more grit with that. You get a person that over the last at least four seasons that's been able to hit the corner three. Good person in the locker room. All the superstars are, are familiar with him, so why not? Because you're going to need vet minimum guys to really fill out that roster. Okay. Uh, man, Bob, man, let's see what you got to say, man. Let's see what you got to say. He said, he said, bruh, P.J. Tucker can't help us. 
And maybe that is. So, but handbone, but who can help you guys though? Who do you say can help your Brooklyn Nets at this time? The, the keto diet. <laughs> he said we need more size, uh, not more age. No, you, you you no, you need to get rid of some of that size you got. That's what I'm saying. So I think that with that James Harden signing, like that put y'all at a bind. Like that kind of you know handcuffed y'all. Um offensively, again, you know, I think I mean it's there. I mean, I don't have nothing bad to say about them offensively, but what's gonna happen down the stretch? And that's the problem. And teams like Cleveland, yeah, they might not beat you in a series, but they wear you down. Teams like that hurt you because when you're playing and you're going and you're going and then you're just playing team after team, you know, you that's how, that's how injuries happen, you know, fatigue. And that's where the problem lies when you're playing a better team, you know. So he said we only – Hambone said we only have two big um, playing right now, Jordan and Perry Saxton is hurt. Yeah, so that's tough right there, man. That's tough. But, hey, man, handball, I had to talk about it because, you know, and everybody wanted to know what was going on in Brooklyn. And I kind of said, listen, it is early, but, you know, let's talk about that. Maybe maybe we can help them out. Look, it's early. There ain't no need to panic. Right. No. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously Brooklyn is still, you know, from a talent standpoint, they could they could beat every team in the east, they could compete with any team in the west. Like that's that's not the problem. We I'm just projecting long term here. If they don't start to get that defense fixed, if they don't start to you know get effort from uh from the players that they do have, they're gonna be in trouble, man. Because let me tell you something. Once you start playing, I, I ain't gonna give Philly credit because I don't believe Philly yet. It's just, it's just gonna take me a minute to get over to Philly you know, uh, disbelief. But, um, you know, once you start playing Milwaukee uh, seven games, Miami, once, you know, they get full back in the strength, uh, Boston, like you're going to have to compete on the defensive level. And then the other teams that are already good defensively, they're going to they're gonna step their game up when the playoff comes. You already know the defense gets more intense in the playoffs. They're not going to let all of the easy stuff go. And even though I know from an offensive standpoint, Brooklyn could get their shots whenever, whenever, you know what I mean? You still gonna have to bring some of that defensive effort. Maybe you, maybe you can get through the East. I don't know, but um, I wouldn't like them against the Lakers. I wouldn't like them against the Clippers. And the way Utah Jazz, like I said last night, they are real. They are real, man. And yo, and they give it to you on both sides. They give mm -hmm. it to you on offense, and they give it to you on defense. So um, I just want to get to some of these comments here. Um, you have uh, RD. He said. <laughs> I mean, again, I know how he feel about KD. He said, I think the Nets are going to suck up this season. I'm going to have to suck it up this season, reevaluate during the offseason. Oh, my God, sons, he said, down the stretch, they needed defensive stops. You're talking about the Nets. But I'm going to be honest, they just need to play defense, put an effort, and see how that goes. And then he said, I think they have all the potential to play defense, but they just don't. Of course, Hambone said, listen, we'll see you in June. Trophy, that's what it's about. And Nick said the Nets are going to implode. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. He says about rebounding. We're giving up three offensive rebounds per possession. That's crazy. And also, shout out to Mr. Agnew, who is a true Buffalo Bills fan. He said, we're going on, brothers. Buffalo Bills today. Yes, most and best of luck to you. I definitely want to see the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. I would love to see that. And Nick says, uh, Kyrie comes back. Lose two games and he gets burnt to a crisp on D. Of course, of course. 
And um, Hambone said, he said, we're going to beat the Clips by 15. Okay. Okay. And I and I understand why you upset with the Bills. But we're going to turn it over to, we got the NFL Conference Championship games. It's some good ones. It's going to be a lot going on. And being that our brother Ruck is a diehard Green Bay Packers fan. Hey, Ruck, man. Ruck, this is all you, man. Yeah, buddy. What are we talking about, man? Yeah, does, Aaron Rodgers, does Aaron Rodgers have enough to get it done? Or does Tom Brady say, not so fast, my friend? I'm, a <laughs> I'm the GOAT up in here. What you say, Ruck? Ruck, man, you got to get on camera for this, man. Get on camera, man. I don't care about Listen. the woes, man. <laughs> nah, man, we ain't messing with you. So listen, man, here, here, here it is, right? Here it is. It's in Green Bay, right? The last time that we had an NFC championship game in, in Green Bay was against the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody remembers that, how Tom Coughlin was looking with the face on you know, it, it, it looked crazy, and they beat us in overtime. That was Brett's last game as a Packer. Game was that long ago? You, yo, hold on. You sure it wasn't when um Hakeem came into the office and was talking about the, the football giants in the Green Bay game with uh with, with, with uh, Mr. McDowell? <laughs> I thought that was the last time. That they- <laughs> it, was, it was against the Packers of Green Bay. <laughs> I had ball, man. So, so – this is this is the opportunity that Aaron Rodgers has been on tape. You've seen him on sidelines in NFC Championships games saying this. We need one of these at home. So we need that at home. And, and thanks, Hambone. I appreciate the hate. <laughs> I, th- I think in, in terms of style, this benefits us not only being home, but I think the other benefit that was a shock to the team last week, and even me as a fan, with that they were fans in the stands, mm. which adds more to the lore of the frozen touch. Say what you will. Um, I think Aaron is still hot right now. I think Devontae has proven what he's been all year as one of the best in the league. I think our defense, I won't go as far as to say that they are doing a great job, but they've been able to string up more stops consecutively than they have all year. And I think that we're a better team than we were when we played Tampa in Tampa. I think we needed that book early in the season in Tampa to get to this point. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, the fact that the road to the Super Bowl for us right now is going through Green, Green Bay is an advantage. I think just like we talked about briefly last night, A.B. playing not playing in this game is a big thing to Tampa's offense right now because even though he didn't play in that first game, what he has added to them and, and the draw that he's been able to take away from Mike Evans, meaning giving him mostly single coverage, is now not there. And, and again, some of the other offensive players are hurt. You're talking about Ronald Jones being hurt. He was the number one running back all year. Leonard Fournette has been playing well. If you got to rely so much on that to beat us in Green Bay, I'll take my chances with it. Mm. In time being time, I get that. But at the same time, I think this is a this is a totally different party in the NFC, man. Because ain't nobody did for years people have been scared of time in the Patriots. Mm. I don't think 
I don't think we scared of just Tom. Even even with Gronk? Again, I'll say, and I said it, people used to be scared of Tom and the Patriots. It's just Tom and his homeboy that had some of that John Jones last night. Oh, see, now you're being disrespectful, man. Now you're being disrespectful. I feel, I feel good about our chances. Chris, what do you say, man? What do you say? Well, look, it's going to be uh, – it should be. Honestly, if I'm going to be honest here, the Green Bay should have – they're far and away better than Tampa Bay. More complete team. They are. Now, the problem with Green Bay over the past few years has been, yo, when they got to this spot, other than the year that they went all the way, you know, they didn't show up. And I, uh, that, But one of the excuses was, you know, they were always on the road. You know what I mean? They had to play San Francisco on the road. They had to play uh, Atlanta in Atlanta, uh, Seattle in Seattle. You know what I mean? So, you know, and some of those games they were in, some of them were competitive. Some of them were not. But, uh, Arizona, Arizona in Arizona. Hey, Chris, you uh, hit the mute button on us. There you go. My bad. Um, Arizona and Arizona, like, uh, like Ruck said. So, you know, there have been some excuses, and now you finally get your dream scenario. They got to come down to the frozen tundra, and you know what I mean? They got to make it happen. So they should be far and away better. Tampa Bay, other than other than Tom, I don't trust none of them boys in, the, in, in a cold-weather game. Ain't it supposed to be snowing in Green Bay today? Man, it's cold as we speak. You know what I mean? It's, it's cold in CT right now. So, I mean – you know, it's supposed, it's supposed to be snowing in Green Bay and Kansas City. And, and Kansas City, right? I thought Kansas City supposed to be a little more freezing rain, um, but you know, look, Green Bay is built for this. I've seen them in snow games, wet games. They're just built to play in any and still be a, a a fast, high paced offense in any weather. I don't, I can't say the same about Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And I and I saw Tampa Bay struggle with Washington. I saw. Um, what was that dude name? Um, drinking a Heineken. Um, that dude, you know what I mean, was giving <laughs> was giving Tampa Bay all kinds of problems, all kinds of problems. So, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers should do the same, but better. And um, you know that they often should really, really take flight. But you know, I think there's pressure. There's pressure on Green Bay today. You know what I mean? This is kind yeah. of what you wanted. You know, it's real. Um, Aaron Rodgers, the presumptive MVP of the league who's kind of, you know, he's getting to that point where Aaron Rodgers, I think, is still, you know, a top three, top two quarterback in the league. He's still elite, but you get into that point where you're not getting too many of these uh, opportunities again. Like, you know what, next year, who knows? You know, so I think he needs to take hold and, and, and get to another Super Bowl. I think it's important for Aaron Rodgers to not only get to another Super Bowl, but win another Super Bowl. Yes. Um. You know, the GOAT conversation, you know, I think Tom Brady probably got a firm hold on that. But if but if 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 Aaron Rodgers can string a couple more of them things together, you know, we can start having a conversation again. Because don't nobody think Tom Brady is the nobody think he's the most talented quarterback they ever seen. They just, you know, longevity, you know, clutchness, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins. He just he checks a lot of the boxes. Aaron Rodgers, though, falls in that category of, oh, that's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. If he can string a couple more of them Super Bowl dubs, get a couple, you know, 
I, I'm that's a big ask. But if he can get three, you know, you, we can we can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. We can have a conversation. Right. <clears throat> the, the other thing I wanted to say real quick, too, quick, is that if you really look down and, and break and break down what, what Tampa Bay has been able to do, even with you know all the pundits saying that Brady has finally brought into Arian's system now on the same page, like Chris said, they struggled with Washington. And, and we're not talking just defensively, but offensively, they didn't put together a, a, a big showing, right? Say what you want about what they just did last week in New Orleans. I think that was more Drew Brees' ineptitude to perform than their, you know, game plan to shut him down to do this and Tom being special. I think it was Drew being absolutely horrible, and they were still in the game. So we'll, we'll see what it is. I know that the, the momentum is there for them too, but just like Chris pointed, the, the pressure is on us to perform more at home. But I think that pressure can set in for Tampa Bay, too, because this is Tom's first year in Tampa. The pressure of him potentially going to a Super Bowl with Tampa. The Super Bowl itself is being played in Tampa. So I think it's pressure that cuts both ways. But I think, and I hope, I think we're offensively better than what they have seen the last two weeks in their competition. Okay. Well, I just want to say this, man. Um you have to remember that all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers right now. Playing at home. Playing in his last hurrah. You know, going against Tom Brady. These are all the things that Aaron Rodgers wanted. These are all the things that people say Aaron Rodgers can drive on. These are all of the things that Aaron Rodgers need to be in that conversation. Now, we're going to find out how much talented Aaron Rodgers is in Tom Brady. We're going to find out the leadership of Aaron Rodgers today. What is that going to look like? You know, because we can talk about Drew Brees. Um, because even coming into that game, I think people kind of wrote Tom off. And you know, Tom Brady, he's good, but he didn't have to face no one like you know Drew Brees. They had already lost him. So it's a lot of factors going into this game. The one thing that I will say is, yeah, I know Tom Brady is my coach. Y'all already know that. But one thing I will say is that Green Bay's defense has gotten better over the last four weeks. And that's one thing that I would say that gives Green Bay the edge. Now, people talk about, oh, they didn't do much against, you know, Washington. They didn't do much against the Saints. It was a ju- But guess what? They got it done. And that's what you have to remember. They got it done. You can say the same thing for Kansas City. Do you remember when Kansas City went on a crazy run? Division championship, conference champ, and they just found a way to get it together. It don't matter how you do it. It's you doing it. So I feel this game is going to be close. And I think that Green Bay will be able to pull it off. Even with all that said, I think that Green Bay will be able to pull it off today. And that's just how I feel. Nick, we got our we got our lovely esteemed guest. He's in the same conference as the Vike, as the uh, as the Packers, a longtime Vikings fan. He don't have his Vikings apparel on. Maybe he got rid of it. Thank Nick, you, Jesus. Never. Never. Figarelli. What's going on, sir? Doing well, guys. How you guys doing? We are doing excellent. We are talking about the uh, conference championship games. Right now, we're talking about 
can Tom Brady go into Lambo and defeat the great Aaron Rodgers? You gotta remember the guy played in New England for his whole career, and we've seen games in New England at like negative degrees. So for Tom Brady, this is pretty much old hat if you think about it. And you also got to remember, week six when these two teams played each other, Aaron Rodgers had the worst game of the season against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay ran a rough shot over them. And I know it was early in the season. You know, you're talking something that happened about two, two and a half months ago. But the stigma to me is there. And these aren't your garden variety Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the past. Mm. You have someone that's been there, done that plenty of times, 14 to be exact, in his career to play in a conference championship game, which is tied for first overall with other franchises. Mm. So this is not... They're really, to me, there is no pressure on Tom Brady and Tampa Bay in this game. The pressure is actually on Aaron Rodgers. Because Mm. if you look at his career, let's be honest, it's a Hall of Fame first ballot career for Aaron Rodgers. And I keep saying it to this day that he is the most – you guys are probably going to look at me strange when I say it. But he's probably the most underrated quarterback of our generation because – you think about it, look who he's played with. I mean, played with during his career. He's played with Peyton Manning. He's played with Tom Brady. He's played with Drew Brees. He's played with, you know, the now retired Philip Rivers. He's now played with Ben Roethlisberger. You know, guys that really do get more pub overall yeah. than Aaron Rodgers. But also in his career, Aaron Rodgers has been, if correct me if I'm wrong, He's only been to, I believe, one or two Super Bowls, not many conference championships as much as the other as the other players have been. You know, the pressure really to me is on Aaron Rodgers for this game. Now, last week, you know, played well, played solid, wasn't spectacular, and it was a game he was expected to win. Whereas, you know, Tom Breeze going into New Orleans is going into New Orleans, going into the dungeons then. Granted, they, they didn't have fans there, but pretty much outplayed Drew Breeze the whole game. Mm-hmm. And, we've you know, we've seen it time and time again. Ruck, I love you, man. I really do. I just don't like the situation here. I feel Tom Brady is going to go into Green Bay strap his helmet on, come out firing, and sorry to say it, my friend, Tampa Bay is going to upset Green Bay in the in the NFC Championship game. Ooh. Right. I, I don't love know. it. And I, I love it. And before he goes any further, I'm not saying it as a Vikings fan. No, listen, I, I love it. So, here, so here's, here's my rebuttal, right? If there if there is pressure, if there is true pressure, we all, we could take the easy way out and say it's on Aaron Rodgers. We could we could say the secondary thought is is that it's on Tom Brady, you know, and how he can continue to submit his legacy is probably the goat. 
the pressure right now really is on Matt LaFleur. It ain't Aaron Rodgers. Mm. It's on Matt Great. LaFleur going back to an NFC championship in his second year and not being outcoached and outperformed like he was by his brother and Kyle Shanahan last year, right? I think, again, and we can say it was almost two months ago and what Ty Bowles did in that scheme and blitzing Aaron Rodgers, I'll say this. Even with Bakhtiari out, the line has played a little bit better. And I dare you to do it again. And you say he outdueled Drew Brees. Even if you looked at the numbers, there wasn't much to outduel. If Drew Brees is turning the ball over like he was last week and giving you the ball on the 20, what are you outdueling? It's not like you're stringing drives together to, to push the offense down the field. And again, remember, New Orleans was up, I believe, and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, New Orleans was up, they were up at least three scores in that game. So, again, yeah, it's going to be great, but this is unfamiliar territory for Tom because Tom has not been in the NFC. Say what you want about the AFC, but again, like I said earlier to Quet, this isn't Tom Brady in the Patriots. This is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. It's a difference. I, so, I like your point. That That is true. You know, when you talk about it's Tom Brady, not the Buccaneers. But again, Tom Brady, in order to win two worlds, you got to play the NFC teams. You have to play the best NFC teams. So I get what I get your point. Again, I, I don't think that that matters. I don't think that that matters because he still had to go through NFC teams to get to where he's at now. All right, hold on, hold on. What we not? This is what we are not going to do. This is what we not going to do. I'm just right, saying. So listen, I, I I held I held it in. <laughs> I held it in. I wasn't saying nothing. I was letting y'all live, and then you are gonna start with this this bullshit. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he might have beat the best NFC team, but he had to go through a weak ass conference to get there most of the time. A lot of the times, Peyton Manning was already out of his way. I, I do want to remind people that in AFC championship, hold on, hold on. I want to remind people in AFC championship games who has the winning record against who when Peyton is playing uh, your boy Tom Brady. It's hey, Peyton hey, Chris, Manning. It's Chris, Peyton Manning. Chris, what? Can I can I can I say one thing before you go in? Go ahead. Because when with Quet just said he's beat the best in the NFC. If you think about it, the best teams in the NFC. He didn't beat because he lost to the Giants twice. Well, you know that there's that too. There's definitely that too. But 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 what I what I would argue what I would argue is the reason why this is different, and we'll see if he wins. He answer a lot of questions. First, I want to say about the Drew Brees point. Uh, Tom Brady had like 134 yards. If that's out dueling, God bless you. Okay, because it, it, it was it wasn't the quarterbacks. I can tell you that that made that game go. So. No. He's become Tom Brady has reverted back to what he originally was, which is a, a dude that can manage a really good team and not lose it for you. And that's what he did against Tampa Bay. Now, against going against Green Bay and the NFC, the thing that has separated or the, 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 the critique I had on Tom Brady was can you go through the murderer's row of the NFC? Now, he did get a light game in Washington. I mean, the NFC East produced that dumpster fire. So he didn't have to go through all murderers row. And Drew Brees was compromised with his uh, 
punctured lung or collapsed lung and six fractured ribs and torn shoulder ligaments or whatever the case may be. And that still was a game. That still was a game. But now we'll, we're going to see. You're going to go against uh, you're going to go against uh, Aaron Rodgers and you ha would have went through the NFC gauntlet. Let's let's see where you at after. Okay. Let's see where you at after. So now I'm gonna now, I'm gonna, now it's my turn. Now it's my turn because Chris, I respect Spoke you. The gospel. That's all. Spoke I respect you 100. But I gotta say this: when Tom Brady faced Drew Brees, you were talking about two quarterbacks that are like 42 and 43 years respectively. Now Brady, I said he outdueled. Tom, you know, Breeze, and he did. He only had 200 yards and two touchdowns, but he didn't, what do you call Breeze, you know, his arm, let's face it, was like a wet noodle for pretty much whole, the whole game in which he couldn't throw past 10 yards without laboring. Mm -hmm. He saw that. Mm -hmm. The only touchdown that they got was on a trick play using Jameis Winston. So yeah. that's that. And now Quet, he came out and, he, you know, it was Matt LaFleur last year when he got outdueled by, by, you know, by San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan. He just ran a ball. He's you also have to understand, last year, San Francisco had the number one ranked defense in the NFL. They probably had one of the best defenses in the, you know, in the, in the, in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken, is top 10. And it seems to me that LaFleur, when he goes up against top 10 defenses outside of the mastery that he put against the Rams, but let's face it, when you face the Rams, Sean McVay in big games shrivels oh, like a prune. You know, it's a different it's a different story here. Because on the other side, you didn't have you weren't going against Goff. You're now going against Brady. There's a difference in quarterbacks here. Mike you Evans. have a guy who has the mindset that has been there, done that, and to him, this is old hack. Now, we can go back and forth and say Tom Brady did not beat the best teams in the AFC because Peyton Manning got knocked out ahead of time. We can go ahead and say that Tom Brady didn't beat the best teams in the NFC because most of the time, the one or the two seeds get upset, you know, which happens in, in the playoffs. But you have to have a certain mindset and a certain je ne sais quoi, they would say, to run through to the Super Bowl many times over or to the conference championship many times over. Tom Brady is that guy. I mean, if you want to put someone on the pedestal with Tom Brady, there's one guy that go, that comes to mind, and I'm going old school on this one. Look at Bart Stall. Mm. You know, the guy was been there, done that, faced some of the greatest teams in the NFL during that period and still came out on top. Mm. Whereas you got Tom Brady that's been there, done that, you know, came out on top most of the time. Yes, he lost to the Giants twice. Yes, he lost to the Seahawks. Yes, he lost to other teams in the Super Bowl as well. No, he beat the Seahawks. He lost. No one. My, my apologies. Oh, Eagles. Good. There you go. Eagles. Lost to the Eagles. Should have you know, lost to Seattle. Bad play calling. Yes, bad play calling. But in the end, you know, the guy has been there. Now, Matt LaFleur, this is his second year in a row doing it. This is his second year in a row now facing a top 10 defense. Really, I think Ruck hit it on the head. The onus is on him. Mm. His play calling last year was shoddy at best. And he did not 
you know, adapt to the game situation as the game went on. Can he do that again? I mean, he's played Todd Bowles now. He's seen what Todd Bowles can do. People will come out and say, Todd Bowles didn't throw the kitchen sink. He only went with what was working, and there was no adaptation on the other side. So what has Todd Bowles now cooked up for Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur for this game that we personally don't know? We don't know what's go- what's going to happen. Is he going to blitz like he did? Is he going to, like, feign blitzes all game long, try to get into Rodgers' head, and then when the time comes, bam, throw the six, seven, get six, seven guys at him? We don't know. I mean, it would be foolish and foolhardy for Todd Bowles to go back to what worked in week six because Aaron Rodgers will dissect that very, very quickly. Yeah. You know, you look at one side, you're like, okay, we know what they sent at us. If they do it again, we're going to shred them. You can't do that a second a second, or even third time around. Okay. I mean, I've seen teams have tried and true play calling that work time and time again. If it don't work, you got to fix it on the fly. I think they will. So I really think Todd Bowles is not going to be like, all right, I beat him with this in week six. I'm going to do it again, and I'm not going to change a thing. I can't see that happening on this one. Nah, nah. Well, I just want to say this, and then we're going to talk about the AFC Championship game, and that's going to be an exciting one as well. Um, Tom Brady, what this says, 26 and four when he's playing 29 degrees or less. And I just seen Tom Brady on TV. He got a puff coat open with sunglasses. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm um AFC game, AFC championship game. Now the Buffalo Bills were a team who I thought can give the Chiefs a run for their money. It's going to be interesting to see how Pat Mahomes come out and play. Buffalo Bills, they are, I think they're second in offense in the NFL. Um, I mean the Chiefs, you you just you just know what they're gonna do because they're just a very high-powered and potent offense, and they have something to prove, especially. You know, winning Super Bowl last year, they want to show that they can do it again. And it's been a while since the team won Super Bowl back-to-back. Do the Buffalo Bills have what it takes today? Or is Pat Mahone saying, nope, we're going to show you what we got? Chris, what you say, sir? Well, listen, I think the Buffalo Bills are, you know, to to the to my – you know, begrudgingness to give Josh Allen any credit because I'm not a fan of him. You know, the Bills are a, a, a good team. They definitely have what it takes to win this game. And, you know, the Chiefs can't take them lightly. You know, they, they, they can put up points. They have a defense that can compete. And, um, you know, Josh Allen has definitely made strides as a player. Um, you know, he's not the same player he was last year giving away games. So, you know they're definitely the underdog, but they're a live dog in this uh, in this matchup uh, for, for sure. I think though that at the end of the day, Patty Mahomes, that high-powered offense and the experience of the Kansas City Chiefs is just going to be too much for the Buffalo Bills. But I do, I do expect for this game to be competitive. This is probably going to be the best game of the day. Buffalo against Kansas City. If I was gonna, and I don't think I'm going out on a limb. I no. personally think if if everything goes the way it should go, Green Bay should handily take care of Tampa Bay and be waiting for the winner of Kansas City versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, 
to 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 Nick's point, I do believe and trust Tom Brady in cold weather. I don't know about the rest of them Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Tom Brady is one thing. The rest of them Florida men in the in the in the frozen tundra, I, I don't got no faith in them. So I think Green Bay is going to be waiting for a, a, a battle-tested team after this Buffalo Bill-Kansas City Chiefs game. I'm going Patty Mahomes in the Chiefs. Now, do you have a score for that, Chris, or you just have them winning? Ooh, I, I, I think this is going to be the high score game, high and scoring game of the day. I'll probably say, if I was a betting man, and you know that I am, I would probably say, ooh, I'm going to go. 31 24. Okay. All right. Hey, Nick, I'm going to throw it to you, man. In this uh, AFC game, we got Pat Mahomes, who's, you know, want to take his team to a, two consecutive Super Bowls and win it versus a Josh Allen who's like, hey, listen, I'm going to show you how good I am. What do you say? Look at the color I'm wearing. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. There's a reason why I'm wearing this. Get color. that Bills Mafia stuff out of here. Get it out uh, of here. <laughs> when I looked at this game, I was very intrigued. Not for the sheer fact because it's Pat, it's Mahomes versus Allen, but you're looking at a Bills team that believes, and I mean really believes in itself. Believes. Okay. McDermott has done such a great job coaching up this squad. It's not even funny. And it reminds me a little bit of the Marv Levy team on defense where you went bend but don't break. And we've seen that with Buffalo plenty of times. They bend, they bend, they bend, but they never break in the end. I remember earlier in the year they got punched in the mouth twice and they lost a couple of games. And it looked like the real wheels were going to fall off really quickly. And it didn't. They just ran roughshod on the A. You know, they ran roughshod on the AFC. And, you know, last week, we saw Kansas City was human. Mahomes got knocked out of the game. Henny, you know, God bless him. You know, what's now being called the scramble. And I got to say, you know, I something in that game didn't sit right with me watching them play Cleveland. Cleveland, like, took them to the limit. Yeah. And it gave them a – you know, it was a testament to Kansas City to pull that game at, with a rabbit out of the hat at the end of the game. Mahomes is now cleared from the concussion. That's fine. That's dandy. But there's a little thing that people seem to forget. He's playing with turf toe. Mm. Turf toe ain't no joke. Turf toe is one of those injuries that lingers and can get really painful in really cold weather. They're going to try to numb it up as best as they can. It's going to hinder his mobility. It's going to hinder his plant. It's going to hinder a lot of things. You know, I gave this game a lot of thought throughout the whole week, and I kept an eye on Pat Mahomes. Is he going to clear concussion? Or is he going to do that? You know, is he going to, like, be healthy enough to play? And he is. God bless him. But you know when you get this feeling that something – is going to happen, uh, and you know, you just know it's going to happen. Like last night with Conor McGregor. <laughs> oh, please! That 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 I didn't watch the fight. That's that's how interested I was in that. But 
I got this feeling that we're going to see something for the first time in almost 30 years. Remember the old song? Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, guess what? Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl. Final score. The Bills 31, the Chiefs 27. Oh, shoot. Ruck, Ruck, man. You know, we got to get you up here. You know, what's your – and why are you not back on the screen, man? Ruck, what do you got? AFC Championship game. AFC Championship game. So I'm not going to go ahead and, and just regurgitate all the information that we just talked about because Chris and Nick brought up some very good points. And like my man Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Right? Now, even with that being said, how much do we really believe in Josh Allen, right? And I know his team believes, but I think he's still in that young gunslinger phase. Wait, that could get him in, in trouble. Before I you, think, he got he got some young Brett Favre. He got a lot of it. In. Yeah, and, and, if people, and if people and if people want to want to really be accurate about it, Nick can probably attest to this too. Young Brett Favre did a lot of special things, but he got his his teams in a lot of trouble too. So, how much of that is is there? Stephen Diggs has been a godsend to him and everything that's in, in that offense. Um, well, Buffalo and what I want to see from their offense is what else do they get from the other pieces that they have? Because I think they're, they're running back. I think it's Moss. I think he's still laboring a little bit with an injury. Of course, Cole, Cole Beasley took a, a big hit in one of those games last week. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what it is, right? I worry about Pat Mahomes because I worry if they rushed him back, right? Yes, yes. Then the other thing that we talked about last night, there was 500 million reasons why they rushed him back. So we, <laughs> so, so we understand that, too. We understand that part of the business. But I'll say this. In the last three years, right, we haven't seen somebody from this position, the quarterback position, be this special like Pat Mahomes is. Mm -hmm. Turf toe is a is a is a horrible injury. Like, listen, we talked about Deion's toes and all that stuff. You know, Quet Godson got some of the most god awful feet on the planet. Um, <laughs> but but I will say this about the turf toe with Pat Mahomes, because he can change and throw from different launch points and different styles of throwing. I don't worry about it so much. I think that the biggest thing that I'm worrying about for Kansas City today is, one, do they get the rookie back, uh, Edwards Alaire? And then I think this is the perfect game that Le'Veon Bell can actually put his imprint on. So I, I think that's a big factor, too, because that's one of the moves in the offseason in the season that people have really forgotten about. And Lev Bell is an excellent workhorse for somebody like Pat Mahomes dealing with an injury, coming back from something that can grind out a game. So it could be something. And the Bills Mafia defense, Nick, I, I hear you, but they were better last year than they are right now. Oh. They were better last year. Well, gentlemen, 
gentlemen, I can't wait to see these games. I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm gonna be texting. Oh fun. wait, I ain't, I ain't get my score though. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get my score. score. 30-27, Chiefs. 27. Okay. All right. Well, like like I said, Tom Brady, he's out here in the pub coat. So he ready. He ready. Now before we go, man, I can't wait for Tom Brady to get bounced. Oh Lord Jesus. I can't wait. Some of my Chris. some of my some of my greatest memories are Tom Brady losing the AFC championship games, preferably to Peyton Manning. And I tell you, man, some of the joy. I, I remember one time. It was right around, you know, my birthday is, is, is closely approaching. AFC Championship game comes around. And so, you know, we celebrated my birthday early. And what did I get for my birthday? I got Peyton Manning beating uh, Tom Brady, and I got a snowblower. Great memories. Great memories. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for some of the same. I'm hoping for some of the same. You know what, Chris? But even with all that said, you don't have a lot of joy because Tom Brady finds a way to get it done. So I'm sure those little sprinkles that you have, they don't last long. They're gonna have long. Nick, Let me tell you something. They're everlasting. Okay. I, wonder the ratings would, I wonder what the ratings would be for a for a Tampa Bay Buffalo Super Bowl in two weeks if that were to happen because that's exactly what I picked: Tampa Bay versus Buffalo. So I probably just picked probably the worst rated Super Bowl you did. that we will probably see ever in the history of creation. Nick, Nick, but, we want Super Bowl. We want Super Bowl number one. That's what we want. We want Green Bay. Kansas City. That's what we want. Uh, that's what the people want. That's what you want deep down in your heart. That's no, what we all want. We no, nobody, no. nobody wants to see the Bills lose I, another Super Bowl, and nobody wants to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Mark my words. Book it. I do. Well, listen. I tell you what. All State Day is ready for it. All State is like yes. Let's get you know Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers, so that way you know their sales can go up. But again, I think that. The Green Bay Packers get it done, and I think that I don't know. I think that the Bills get it done too. That's all I'm gonna say. No score so, for me. That's so, all. I'm say. say those picks again. Say those picks one more time. Green Bay Packers and Buffalo Bills. That's what you got playing. That's what I got. That's what I got. That's what I got. Thought I had faith in you. I know. Discount, <laughs> <laughs> double check. Discount. Discount, double check, and ketchup steak. That's what I'm rolling with. I don't want okay. anybody put ketchup on a steak. They shouldn't be allowed to have this much. Anyway. Doesn't Patrick Mahomes? Doesn't Patrick Mahomes put ketchup on his mac and cheese? On too? macaroni and cheese oh. too. Hey, 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 Quet, yeah. Remember, remember when your door got hit on your car? We're gonna make sure you get the Rogers rate. <laughs> I hope so. Um. Again, Nick, thank you so much. Um, before we go, you know, we got to do our, you know, say where you, that's when our deacon on a Sundays, the Sean Rucker comes and give us a good blessing. Um, but before that, I do want to say, Nick, you got final thoughts? 30 seconds. Let's go. My final thoughts is this. It's conference championship Sunday, the second greatest Sunday outside of the Super Bowl. I'm going to sit back. Pop up in a cold one, watch two really awesome games, and hope to God my picks are correct. <laughs> and uh, if not, so be it. I'm still going to enjoy the Super Bowl in two weeks. Uh, so my name is Nick Ficarelli. I am the mad scientist of sports. And it's been an honor and a pleasure, as always, to be here on Don't Shoot the Messenger. And before I go, I got two letters to say. O-H. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> hey, I know you had that in the holster. 
It's all. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Bye. You, you deserve it. You deserve. I was. It. I was expecting that earlier. Yeah. No, no, no. He deserve. He deserves it. Any, like I said, I. Uh, anybody who uh, knows me and how hard I go for Ohio, I, I deserve all of the, all of the fire, all of the, uh, all of the venom. So that that that's all good. But I will say this: we lost, and that's okay. My team will be back. How about yours? <laughs> and that's not and that's not to Nick. That's to everybody. Unless oh, you're a Clemson and Bama fan, I know my team will be back. How about yours? We'll get there. My my games will get there. So Ruck, man, uh final thoughts, man. You know, we love to say word edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. What you got for us today, good brother? So listen, people, again, you know, I've been on this kick, man, just really trying to figure out um, what the next step is, what the next move is. You know, I am completely, completely, and my brothers will tell you, burnt out from COVID. I've been looking for a vacation and ready to risk it all (laughs) to get some peace. But it ain't coming. It ain't Uh coming. No, I didn't say that. Don't don't even do that on Sunday. We're not gonna do that. Not piece gonna do that. of piece of what? Now go ahead. Piece of, piece of mind. Because who, who want to mess with Hollywood Cole? So I'm gonna say. Um, but anyway, um, in this week's version of Say Word, man, I, again, I just want to stay with the the self motivation theme, man, because I think that's where we need to be and understand in the moment. So the quote for this week is this: People, the victory and failure is the work ethic that it produces. The victory and failure is the worth ethic that it produces. There are lessons and losses, people. We got to embrace that and get to work and not be as scared of the work that's going to come with it. Like, you know, Chris Guy and my guy too, Dame says we can't run from the grind. So we got to be ready to put the work in if we want our true dreams and rewards to come through. We build a legacy, people. Stay committed to the journey. Stay committed to it. And like I say all the time, think big, but most importantly, people, just be easy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, man, Dane, my guy, too. I I, I don't know how I get left out of that, man. I like Dane. Because you wasn't with Dane. Yeah, you wasn't with shooting in the gym. You wasn't with shooting in the gym. Basketball jersey was not shooting in the gym with Dane. Stop that. I never Hulu. said nothing about Dame. First, first of all, is Hulu has live sports? Period. <laughs> well, <laughs> yo, when they opened them cases of money, and Dame was like, "Oh, okay, we, that's what we're doing. We're gonna, we're gonna run that back." I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him at all. Man. I, I, I got. I want to know, Quay, are you gonna shout out the new sponsor? You wait until next week. Like, I'm gonna wait till next week. I'm gonna wait till next week. I'm gonna wait. So we're gonna do that. Well, listen, on that note, again, fellas, you know, whenever I get with my brothers, man, like Ruck said, I know we can't go out and party like we want to, but whenever I get on the mic and whenever we talk, it's a blessing. I'm telling you, I don't take that lightly because, you know, tomorrow is not promised. So I appreciate you guys as always. And on that note, everybody that tunes in, we appreciate you too. Thanks again for tuning in to another edition of Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. And it's your boy, The Rock Report, Jersey. Hey, don't shoot the best your podcast. I'm your boy, Professional Sutton. And I'm your boy, Chris G. 
and it's your boy, the Rucker Report, a.k.a. Jerry. Ready? This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. This is Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast. X about me. X about me. With professional Sutton. You already know. Chris G. My homie. And the Rucker Report. My family. What up? They for real. All straight with no chaser. Let the games begin. Let's go. Don't Shoot the Messenger Podcast.